Welcome to another episode of Black Sheep and Bad Apples. Tonight's episode is another co-host takeover episode, and it's going to be sexy. I'm your host, Lauren O'Brien, and before we get too deep into the graphic details of it, I want to introduce my co-hosts and my boys. We got Mr. Sam over here. What up? How you doing, baby? Hell yeah, and we got Mr. Joe across the way from me. Ow, ow. Ow. No, it's bow. You know what? Never mind. Ow, bow. Bow, wow, wow. And speaking of... Brown chicken, brown cow. smooth and sexy. <laughs> we're going to take it to our co-host, who's hosting tonight. Very sexually, Sean Hill, producer man. Oh, yeah. How you doing, baby? I'm doing very well, Lauren. Mm, take that. I feel Indeed. like I'm gonna talk in my sexy Ooh, NPR voice all night. So do you wanna do you wanna tell us what we're doing tonight, Sean? Um. Well, we are gonna do our podcast on the history of pornography. So this is also gonna be the episode that I said to my mom for the first time. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it depends on how vulgar we get. We'll see how the night plays out. I promised her, so no matter what, it's going out. So. You promised her that we were, we were going to send her a porno episode. No, a porno. Weird. Oh, oh uh, not weird. Well, Wait, I mean, no I might weird. be wrong. I don't want to step on toes, but I don't think we're going to be watching porn tonight. Correct, Sean? I do not have any reference oh, okay, videos cool. for tonight. Would have been cool, though. I'm already pantsless. I was, well... Would have been a yeah. lot cooler. <laughs> You did. Yeah, <laughs> especially because pornography works best on an audio medium. Yeah. <laughs> we all know that that macaroni sound really just drives the audience wild. Also, you know, it's about the music that you get to hear. Yeah, There's some some That's creative. Why I watch porn. For me, Listen it's all porn. about the soundtracks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Volume one through I like, fifty. I like uh, audio cues, like uh, the uh, ones for like uh, visually impaired, where it's just like somebody just being like squish. Squish, squish, sploosh. I'm also imagining, like, for deaf people, because they sometimes do the audio descriptions, and they're like, man walks up behind woman, grabs breast. They begin making out. She touches his penis, but she doesn't know it's his penis. (laughs) Oh, you're so big, older brother. You know, just shit like that. (laughs) Oh, where are we at today in society? I don't know. It's everywhere. (laughs) You can't click a link without it going directly to something like that. It's always Yeah, you're definitely going to run into, like, a lot of oddball shit in that search bar, I've noticed. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, the trending... Got to get your keywords right. Yeah. 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 yeah what but... is up with, like, porn keywords? It's like they're different than, like, Google keywords. You you know a lot about somebody once you know someone's keywords. It's very That's true. It's a big thing. Right? So keywords and safe words. That's two things That's we've learned tonight, guys. <laughs> So yeah, I guess we'll start this podcast off with uh, safe, safe ways to travel. Is that oh, it? We're all going to give yeah. a safe word. Oh, when searching, walking, yeah. Walking's a pretty yeah. safe way to travel. I've also heard flight. As related to pornography. Oh. Well, I don't know that much about porn, so and that's why I'm traveling. I mean, surfing. Are we talking about bank by, bus or? Like? I, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I got actually asked some questions by a few people that listen to the podcast, and they were like, what, what's the podcast on tonight? And I was like, oh, it's on the history of pornography. And they were like, ooh, are you, are you going to have a guest? And I was like, yeah, I called up Bang Bros. They're bringing the casting couch. <laughs> it also sounds like they were excited to possibly be a guest, which leads me into another question that we'll, maybe, we'll have that conversation off air. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, save it for a break. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> 
All right. Uh, well, I guess just to start it off, um, if you're listening, and you do not want to hear about some explicit content yep. on the following rest of this podcast, please change the channel now. It's also not for kids. Yeah, so. I definitely click the uh, not made for kids on yeah, the, definitely the upload. Yeah, adults only. Oh, we could curse now? <laughs> Holy <laughs> fucking fucksticks. Sweet. We'll be getting into the fucking, guys. <laughs> Let him do his thing. All right, so <laughs> we'll just start it off with uh, a short definition to kind of make it the idea of what, what pornography is in yeah, general. And not just, just to establish Yeah, just to establish that. Uh, so pornography, often shortened to porn, is the portrayal of s- sexual subject matter for the exclusive purpose of sexual arousal. Hmm. Pornography may be presented in a variety of media, including magazines, animation, writing, film, video, and video games. The term does not include live exhibitions like sex shows or striptease. Hmm. The primary subjects of present-day pornographic de- depictions are pornographic models who pose for still photographs and pornographic actors who engage in film sex acts. So just to make it clear, like it said, um, if you go to strip club and you're watching girls dance and stuff like that, taking it's yeah, that's not pornography. Uh, and mostly, I and if you're and if you go to like one of those trade shows where they got all the sex stuffs going on, you know, and you watch people bang. That's also not porn, it's and I guess cool. it, it's not porno until you start recording it. But yeah, well, it's, but that's what. But what if about you, if it's something to take home, let's say, and use for the purpose of sexual arousal? Then it's porn, like pornography. Yeah, okay. If you get a hooker and bring her over to your spot, that's not, not porn. Pornography. That's what yeah. if it's pornographic on some level is voyeurism, but voyeurism is not necessarily pornography. There we yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. what what about like uh, media that makes you horny that wasn't directed to make you horny? That's called a fetish. That's a kink. Yeah, fetish. Yeah, fetish. yeah so kink. we definitely. I was having eroticism. this having this conversation with Sam a little bit yesterday that uh, they make things like food porn, or yeah. you could take pictures of drum sets and call it drum porn. Yeah. And I well, I kind of derive from that is if the intended purpose, no matter what you're taking a picture of, uh, let's say people with foot fetishes or whatever and stuff. If you're taking pictures of feet or drums or food for the purpose of getting you sexually aroused and that's what you put it out there for, then it's pornography. Well, yeah, and that's... that. Uh, see, I get that. But in the case of, like, drum porn or anything like that, I think, it's, I think, it's, I think that it's, like... It's, it, used, it's, mo- it, it's used it's more... It, it's used as kind of like a... Uh, like, if you're a drummer, then you would love to experience this drum set. Yeah, if it's you, like if porn. You, yeah, if, you're, yeah. If, you, if you love food, this is what you would love to eat. Yeah, and so, so well, in that sense, it's like, it's not something that you're receiving sexual gratisfa- grat- gratification. Jesus Christ. You get there. Gratification from. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> I needed some encouragement. Uh, but it's something you that you... <laughs> but it's something that gratifies you because of the experience of it. What if you get a boner when you see trains go into like a, a tunnel and you just like film that a bunch of times? So you really like trains? But so I kind of take it as where you're trying to sell it. If you're selling it oh, to train okay. companies for commercial videos hmm. about trains, but you just happen to beat off to it, well, then that's for you. It's that's porn. just you and stuff. Right. But if they sold it to a porn industry place and was like, "Yo, I want you to put some sexy music behind this. Put, you know." 
big trains or something like that and make some induendo style Big names. trains, tight tunnels. Yeah, exactly. And then <laughs> I was going to say slams into tight tunnels. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but then it, I would say it would be considered pornographic even though there's no nudity in it because you're selling it for the explicit purpose of sexual arousal. Hell yeah, right. dude. But that's what, like, like the, isn't it the Andy Warhol quote? Like, uh, uh, it's, like, you know pornography when you see it? Yeah, uh, like it's different for everybody so that also makes like, sense like, in the yeah. sensory perception kind of world we were talking about a minute ago right but <clears throat> on some level we gotta like define what it is we're talking about yeah and yeah. so guys yeah. listeners so, we're talking about sex we're talking about boobies. thuggin <laughs> f-u-g-i-n not, not like Ooh. pictures Ooh. of food I don't like that's that. like oh that food's sexy like you know like pictures of drums oh that's sexy so but drums you would fuck intercourse so, and with that about like a more normalized set of <laughs> And with that, I'll bring up a slightly more argumentative uh, version of what you're saying because this is where I think people consider some things pornography and some things not, and then there's some up in the air because people don't know exactly what pornography yeah. is defined Gross as or is what it is. So I'll just start with where, what the word means and where it came from. The word pornography was coined from the ancient Greek words porne, Ooh. meaning prostitute, and I'm probably not saying this at all right and stuff as far as the little symbols go above letters but porne meaning prostitute and uh pornea meaning prostitution and graphian meaning to write or to record uh derived meaning meaning il illustration as in graph yeah and the suffix ia ia meaning state of or property of or place of thus a quote a written description or illustration of prostitutes or prostitution. Which is funny because if you pay a woman to fuck her, that's illegal. Yeah. If you pay a woman to fuck her on camera, it's, not illegal. Well, well that's the that's the well, we'll get into that though. Oh, that's, we're gonna yeah, okay, that's cool. that'll come in. It does actually kind of play a part. So on some level, both all parties participating in the sexual act on video are prostitutes. Indeed. Cool. Good yeah, definition, by the way. Whoever, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, so no date definition. is no date is known for the first use uh, of the word in Greek. The earliest attested, most related word one could find in Greek is uh, pornographos, i.e., someone writing about harlots. Hmm. <laughs> and Would be uh, the dude like Casanova. He used to write some fucking raunchy porno to get get all the ladies. It's probably and that like was Socrates, and was that was in the uh, and I I'm deep no so. Fists. Ooh, try and say that word. Yeah, yeah. Don't give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was very scared when you were coming closer to me with that paper. <coughs> Diepnosophists. Let me get a let me get a shot at it. Diepnosophists. That's dinosaurs, guys. I'm probably gonna ask about three words tonight <laughs> on the podcast on how to say them. Yeah. I was... Or diepnosophists. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That was smooth. Uh. Of, of Athenus, so diapnosophists of Athenus. Got it. Uh, the modern Greek word pornographia is a reborrowing of the French pornographie. Pornographie was in use in the French language during the 1800s. The word did not enter the English language as the familiar word until about 1857. God, I love the French. Or as a French import uh, in New Orleans in 1842. The Hell word, yeah. yeah. So, you, so you're telling me, so if I'm hearing correctly, 
The French people, they would, was just over there fucking. They were uh, they, fucking a lot. They took English a strong... people went across the channel were fucking and then both those people went down to New Orleans which is where we find our first instance of pornographia or whatever it's mm. called the and word being yeah publicly used in the okay. English language kind of cool. came out of the ports of New Orleans it makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. yeah when New Orleans <laughs> are calling you don't uh, you don't turn it down hell no yeah. uh, well the word was originally introduced by classical scholars as a as a bookish and therefore non-offensive term for writing about prostitutes but its meaning was quickly expanded to include all forms of objectable, objectionable or obscene material in art and literature. I bet you it was the fucking Christians. <laughs> I, I like to think of that first book as like the one where you could go through and find the prostitute that suits you best. Wait, right? it was like the yellow pages for yeah, prostitution? Yeah. <laughs> so as early as uh, 1864, Webster's Dictionary defined the word bluntly as... A licentious painting. A licentious? Licentious? Let's see if I'm oh. saying that one right. A little sexy painting. Yeah, licent licentious. Yeah, maybe. Mr. Sam. Like painting and sculptures, right? Because like, back in the day, they really liked sure, to make like uh, sure, why not? Like genitals with like uh, like in sculptures a lot, and then they just kind of cut them all off. Is that what happened to the nose of the the, the Sphinx? No, but it happened to all the dicks, and it's in the Vatican. Fuck. It is. Yeah, so the more inclusive word erotica, sometimes used as a uh, synonym for pornography, is derived from the feminine form of the ancient Greek adjective eroticos, derived from eros, which refers to lust and sexual love. Hell yeah, because there's like six different types of... Of like, I think it's Latin or Greek forms of love. Yeah, Greek. yeah Greek, like, yeah, like yeah. Uh, platonic love used to mean like Philip friends Philip, that you yeah. used to fuck. Huh? Yeah, it was like a, that was like the main part of platonic love was you you fucked without emotion and you still stayed friends. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, Socrates started that. Sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, so, fun facts here. <laughs> Just to uh, I don't bring like it, the smile. We're we're gonna go back some to some artifacts and stuff and. A little bit, but uh, just to get an idea of where the industry of porn is at now. So the porn industry is between 10 and 12 billion in the U.S. In 2006, the world pornography revenue was 97 billion dollars. Jesus Christ! That was we. Gotta uh, get on 14, that money train. That's what I'm saying. 14 years ago, it <laughs> was forward. 97 billion. Sean, look forward to so black are you bad apples. Are you serious new about video series. about this uh, this Pornhub series that we're gonna do? Well, you know, it's We've obviously talked about it for a while. It's obviously a money making endeavor yeah. for sure. Uh, so this industry employs thousands of performers along with support and production staff. It is also followed by a dedicated industry. Uh, publications and trade groups, award shows, as well as mainstream press, private organization, organizations or watchdog groups, which I thought was hilarious, <laughs> government agencies, and political organizations. Well, I think the watchdog agencies are, like, trying to verify, like, ages of these actors and actresses and, like, trying to make sure that there's no, you know, I just, no funny business. I just felt like it. Well, when, when this, was this? Uh, 
mostly I believe 2000 current, current oh. and 2006 okay. they i don't think they checked that i don't think yeah. porn has become less time. political <laughs> yeah no it's like they're <laughs> on the front line with a lot of that stuff uh, yeah like, i was like, reading this story about one of the first porn producers who actually saved basically what turned out to be the definition of freedom of speech and freedom yeah. of expression so that was cool so now to jump back to kind of the argument of what porn is a little bit of like old time history to compare with the fact that it's a 97 it's over that i assume now 97 billion dollar world world industry yeah so uh where some stuff was found in ancient times galyptic art from the sumerian early dynasty dynastic period frequently shows scenes of frontal sex in the missionary position in mesopotamian That's votive hot. plaques from the early second millennia bc the man is usually shown entering the woman from behind while she bends over, drinking beer through a straw. So he's <laughs> drinking beer through a straw, or she... You know, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. it's, it's great it either way. a picture with two straws, and they're both it's, drinking? That's how oh, I it's romantic. It. Yeah. Uh, it's like the noodle in the, the fox and the hound, I think. It was probably like two animals. Lady and the Tramp. There it is. So, um... <laughs> Middle Assyrian lead votive figurines often represent the man standing and penetrating the woman as she rests on top of an altar. Hell yeah. Ladies, ladies altar who are listening, if, you, if your man doesn't no, penetrate you on an altar, or your, your loved one doesn't penetrate you on an altar, they're not worth it. Dump them right now. Yeah, I you, mean, you know most churches don't have security systems. I'm just going to put that out there. I just mean, put it out there for yeah, no reason. You know, <laughs> you know that that frame that or that uh, that little term that comes up sometimes. People say they're like, "Dude, you're putting pussy on a pedestal, bro." Oh yeah, that's where it needs to be put. <laughs> oh, that's exactly. <laughs> it sounds like it rests on top of an altar. You put that pussy on the yeah, altar. Yeah. So, ladies bro. and fellows at home, if you're listening and I haven't been put on an altar, raise your fucking standards. But uh-huh. not like the Ed Gein way. You, no, 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 no. That's no, a different no. way. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. No, shouldn't <laughs> do that. Respect the pussy. Respect. <laughs> so scholars have traditionally interpreted all these depictions as scenes of ritual sex, but they are more likely to be associated with the cult of Inanna, the goddess of sex and prostitution. Many sexually explicit images were found in the temple of Ayana and Assur, which also contain models of male and female sex organs. Nice. Um... To pick nice. <laughs> so it's not really porn though. It's like yeah. So that's like right. a cultural thing. Yeah. yeah. Part of but, the culture. But it's depending not... on who sees it, it's porn to that person. Yeah. Well, and, and again, from based upon our definition, if you're looking at this tablet that's got yeah, well, this inscription on it, and you're looking at it to beat off, it becomes porn. No, well, no. No, it's got to be exclusively made. It has to be like, explicitly for the purpose of. And it has this is not this sexual is subject. And I guess I did. Uh, didn't get that right, but uh, that I said earlier is the portrayal of sexual subject matter for the exclusive purpose of oh, sexual arousal. I, that, that's the reason why I asked yeah, originally yeah. because, so I, like, I mean, there are people that just use like like stocking catalogs as jerk off material. Yeah, and yeah. like to them, that's pornography. But it's yeah to them but, to them yeah. But it's uh, not that. actually pornography. Yeah, yeah. 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 But then it comes down to like a lot of like the the um, like c- Catholic whitewashing of a lot of art that ter- uh, like was a lot of things that they declared pornography mm-hmm. that put things in the back corner and like, like in the closets of churches and 
took a lot of art off the walls because it was considered like a um, too obscene. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, so depictions of sexual intercourse were not part of the general repertory in, of ancient Egyptian formal art, but rudimentary sketches of heterosexual heterosexual intercourse have been found on pottery fragments and in graffiti. The final two-thirds of the ancient Egypt Turin erotic papyrus an Egyptian an Egyptian papyrus scroll discovered at Deir el Medina consists of a series of 12 vignettes showing men and women in various sexual positions yeah, yeah. the scroll was probably painted in ooh, in the ram ramsicide period yeah yeah sure okay yeah. When Ram, uh, King Ramsey, which is 12, King Ramsey, yeah. 1292 to uh, 1075 BC, and its high, uh, high well, artistic quality indicates that it was produced for a wealthy audience. What were those dates again? 1292 to 1075 BC. Almost 100 years. Shit. Yeah. Because there was probably more than one of them. Like, there's Ramsey's the first, and Ramsey's yeah, yeah, yeah. the second. Or something or, like that. Yeah, or he yeah, was yeah, an yeah. alien and he could live for multiple right. generations. Right, or, or Stargate nailed it right on the fucking head. One or the other. I don't know. Yeah, we'll get into all that later. They're Sam's got a complete breakdown plan for us. Right. So, I mental uh, breakdown. <laughs> don't do that. At least not on mic. No, no, on mic. we got to get the <laughs> no, Yeah, yeah actually, let's do it on mic. Let's do it on mic. So as we can see for a long time, depictions of sexual nature <laughs> have been portrayed, but they are up for argument on whether they were for use of creating erotic content for pleasure or just descriptions of history. A lot of what has been found from ancient times was on artifacts and scrolls or writings that most of the lower class didn't have access to. They were mostly for the higher classes, and most of the higher classes were proactive with prostitutes or having ritual sex activities. Like in, short, in short, to say that one, when one needed some sort of erotic pleasure for whatever reason, they... They did not go to literature. They just called up the people that take care of those needs. <laughs> Pornography, by def definition, as stated before, is the portrayal of sexual subject matter for the exclusive purpose of sexual arousal. And so, any. Yeah, I was going to say, see, that, that, that's why I think that maybe a clay tab tablet that is culturally important could still be, or, uh, could still be a pornographic thing. Simply because it seems like sex was not like this is before all the Puritan bullshit, you know what I mean? So it might have been even more loose. And, and, and I don't know, I'm not going to argue about if some dude from 6,000 years ago jerked off <laughs> about a tablet or not. But Well, okay, think of this Is the Kama Sutra porn? Yes. I don't think it is. It's mm. like an it's instruction manual. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's you, can't, you can't jerk off to an instruction manual? No, you can. So it, it's, it skirts <laughs> the line. I mean, what you just not even assembled my last lawnmower. <laughs> I ended up. Like, yeah, what you use for <laughs> pornography purposes? Oh, I'm gonna need and a what... screwdriver. Oh, <laughs> an oh this model car is so hard. Ooh, I'm gonna Ooh. look at the Swedish version of it all. <laughs> ah, those Swedes. So, with that in mind, uh. I don't want to stick too long on the old ancient stuff because yeah. a lot of that's up for question and argument on what the purpose of it was. And all we can do is kind of maybe right. have our own opinion right. on what, it, what that might be. Uh, 
what I found was most of what we consider porn today or the more common commercialized form of pornography, something put out for porn, started in the 18th, 18th century. Yeah. So I want to jump forward in time to the 18th century. Okay, we're going up. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need time machine sounds on this, on this show. This seems, this seems to be where the root of pornography at as what I would say we are familiar with today stems from and the beginning of a lot of thoughts on morality and appropriateness of sexual content for more than the purpose of education uh, takes place. The modern history of Western pornography begins with the Enlightenment in the 18th century or as a lot of people know the Age of Reason when printing technology had advanced enough to permit the production of written and visual materials to appeal to audiences of all socioeconomic levels and sexual tastes. Thank you, Gutenheim. Mm. You were right about that. I looked it up. Yeah. yeah. Wait. Did invent- I, I knew it. Gutenheim invented the printing press, but I yeah. thought someone else invented movable typeset. But it was, in fact, Gutenberg. I thought you were going to say that he created pornographic materials, which no, was going to make no. him so much cooler. But he did that in the 1400s. So it yeah, took, like 1450 or something. 300 years before somebody yeah. took it like? that technology and used it to make what we're defining well, as specifically porn. And it wasn't too commercially available, that equipment. So maybe there was some printing presses made, but you're talking stuff for the church, for the right. state. Yeah. Right. We're not have, people they, aren't they putting out in mainstream like Asia, newspapers. Like a long time ago, but like, what, you think it was like parallel thinking, or was it like? Um, I think it was like no, because there evolution. was also there was also a movable typeface with like wood blocks made by a uh, Chinese guy. I think. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a very different design. I want to say like three or four hundred like, years even before Gutenheim, Gutenberg. 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 Gutenberg? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll ask the Oracle. So, uh, let's see. 18th century. A small underground traffic in such works became the basis of a separate publishing and book selling business in England. Now, the fir- oh, like you just said, I'm glad we're going to touch on this. Now, the first printing press was made, uh, made in, made ready for commercial use by. Johannes Gutenberg in yep. Germany in 1450, but for a long time printing presses weren't not widely used and not available to everyone. It wasn't until the Enlightenment in Europe that mainstream use of printing became available to the public, which brings us to our first erotic publication. Oh yeah! Is it weird that I'm already getting a little hard? You oh, should. I've, I've had a rager from no, the beginning. No, but what's right? weird is that neither one of you are wearing pants. No. Well, yeah, I knew I was going to be out porn go- pornography. Eddie's blinders. <laughs> no pants party. I put it Sean on the memo. Me. So, qu- look at them. Eye contact. Eye Sean, contact. question. Yeah, yes. yeah. I like the eye contact. Are, are we going to be hearing e- excerpts from this porno? Um, In a sultry A, a small one. D- is there any... But not... Uh, not too could much. you just tell me the title so I could like uh, well, he yeah, doth well, bequeath her cheeks yeah. with Jesus. a brisk slap. <laughs> Sam. All right. So in in seventeen forty eight, the author John Cleland 
published the first published the novel Fanny Hill, or or better known as the Memoirs of a Woman of Pleasure. What was his name? John Cleland, a real fucking degenerate. He's a rad dude. Which is considered the first original, first original English prose pornography and the first pornograph pornography to use the form of a novel is one of the most prosecuted and banned books in history. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Fanny Hill is one of the first erotic novels in the English language, and it's been causing scandals for over 250 years. Dude, this dude straight up wrote a book that pissed everybody oh. off across the century. The novel was banned in both the UK and the US until after World War II, and banned <laughs> in Singapore until 2015. <laughs> What the actual fuck? Yeah. Oh, no joke. It's... And, like, you know Singapore got some weird fucking porn. But, then, like, you go, like back no. and, you go back and read those banned books. Like, it's like when I went and read uh, Catcher in the Rye and thought it was going to be this, like, crazy, edgy book. And it's just, like, this little pain-in-the-ass kid. <laughs> so, uh, the book is framed as two letters written by Francis Fanny Hill. Uh, oh. Quotes over the fanny. So Francis Hill, Fanny Hill, to an unnamed Madame. The novel recounts the fictional Fanny's experience as a prostitute starting at age fifteen. Wait, All, she has a fictional Fanny, or like it's it recounts the fictional Fanny's <laughs> experience. No, Fanny's fictional of a prostitute starting at age fifteen. Author, yeah. <laughs> Author John Cleland published the novel as two volumes in 1748 and 1749 under the titles Memoirs of a Woman of Pleasure. Since then, it's been published in many different versions quote, with various titles including Memoirs of the Life of <laughs> Fanny Hill or The Career of a Woman of Pleasure. This is like the National Lampoon like, of that time. <laughs> so from the beginning, the novel was controversial for its erotic content, even though the words for sexual anatomy never appear. Cleland's blush-inducing metaphors like nethermouth leave little to the imagination. <laughs> That's uh, nethermouth. Vagina uh, oh, con- baby, uh, like from teeth. Nethermouth. Yeah. Any of you guys want to see teeth before? Hard stuff. Uh, no, but I've, I've heard about it. Yeah. it it's... <laughs> I love that this guy is... He, first of all, can we all just acknowledge how horny this dude must have been? Like, it's the... This the, is fan fiction. Yeah, it's like, it's <laughs> the dawn of the Puritanism. Like, what where'd you say he was from? England, I believe? Yeah, UK? yeah. Yeah, like, he can't even look at a woman's ankle. And so he's got to sit here with all of his... And, like, masturbating? They only thought you had so much jizz back then. So, like, you're going to waste all your semen, like, jerking off. You know what I mean? Yeah, Kellogg's was out there just telling everyone if they they keep jerking off, he was going to cut off the tip of their dick. That's where the graham cracker came from, actually. And Anyway, we're getting too far. (laughs) No, from a... Graham cracker came because uh, this dude who wanted to make basically the most godly bread that he could... He, uh, he, he, he made the graham cracker to keep people from sinning super hard. And so, he, he, yeah, he invented uh, the graham cracker to keep you from masturbating. Kellogg's super weird. cereal, too. Yeah, <laughs> Kellogg's cereal, too. It's a, honestly a weird, like, trilogy story. If you like <laughs> masturbating, eat some cereal. Keep you sin-free. Or I'm going to cut off the tip of your dick. Cold <laughs> milk. Okay, yeah, yeah. This is, we're getting far right. off. <laughs> so back to the, 
back to the novel here. From the beginning, the novel was controversial for its erotic content. Even though the words... Oh, yeah, I said all that. Yeah. Uh, leaving little to the imagination. It was likely this aspect of the book, not Fanny's tender age, that motivated British officials to arrest Cleland and his publisher in 1749. <laughs> well, back then, she should have had two kids by then. So as soon as he put out the second volume of it, they arrested him immediately. Yeah, I know. And get... Anybody want to guess what he got arrested for? Minus yeah, Sam, because know, he knows. I won't, I won't say nothing. Oh, I want to. So ridiculous. I want to say that it's one of two things: one, basically blaspheming against the church or offending them in some way, or two, possibly corrupting young minds with sin. Maybe a combination of the two. I have no idea. I know it's uh, gonna be something dumb. So yeah, you were you were close pretty, on that. Yeah, pretty spot on. For corrupting the king's subjects. Oh. Not just anybody, the king's subjects. Oh right, because the like, king owns everybody. Well, yeah, now you got royal beef. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now the right. king's mad at you. You're screwing with my peoples. You make my people horny. <laughs> How dare ye? My dick don't I'd rather work, see everyone in a crowd watch him get his head chopped off and get a boner from that. <laughs> so with that book at about the same time erotic graphic art began to widely to be widely produced in paris eventually coming to be known in the anglophone word world as french postcards <laughs> oh. oh yeah again so the french, french are so fucking good. they just baby you looking like a french postcard Ooh. Ow. That get, is just just get maced immediately. <laughs> so apart Maybe from not, though. apart it, from its sexual element, pornography became a powerful vehicle for social and political protest. It provided a vehicle for the exploration of daring ideas that were condemned by both church and state, as you were it's still stating. happening today. Yeah. Including sexual freedom for women as well as for men and the practices of contraception and abortion. Much pornography also focused on the misdeeds of royals and aristocrats, thereby contributing to the discrediting of the elites of Europe. Have we thought about so, doing that with anybody in current offices? Have we thought about giving porn a medal? Really? Well, yes. Yeah. I should. I, I wonder should. if it like, like the right, Nobel, right away. Like the Nobel talk, Peace Prize, but it's like the we, pornography yeah, Peace Prize or something. We were talking about this yesterday. And I really, I mean, it's been like sticking in my you know head. How, many more how much, much we owe to porn, <laughs> like leading the way on things like what you're just talking about right there, you know? And like, well, and, and I think a part of that is like the counterculturalism that comes with doing something risque and taboo, you know what I mean? And so like in regards to like the king's subjects, you know, the king's subjects were all supposed to be the same religion, which is basically Christian or Catholic at the time. It doesn't fucking matter. And so by like introducing this stuff, essentially you're being... You're being antithetical to the church, which the king now has to. The king has to back the church. He has to be well, like at that. No, at that time, I think in England, the king was the head of the church. Isn't oh, that's that, right. That, yeah, that's yeah. Why there's the Protestants? Yeah, yeah. And or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure on that. I don't remember, but they're not Catholic at that point. They're yeah, okay. It's the Church of England. Because well, yeah, yeah, the Church of England, and he wanted because he wanted what divorce his wives. Yeah, that's right, right, right. Divorce right. beheaded died. Divorce beheaded survived. So maybe one cool. person that deserves this medal is uh, 
perhaps the most important author of socially radical pornography yes. was Marquis de Sade. Yes, I love this dude. Mar- yeah. Marquis, Marquis de Sade? Yeah. Marquis Even, de Sade. Like, I want to fuck Marquis. Oh. Like, his name is sexy. Whose books, notably Justine in 1791, combined Justine, orgiastic yes. scenes with long philosophical debates on the evils of property and traditional social hierarchy. Oh, shit. <laughs> so he was like, Come I'm fucking, he was like, and I'm Come a communist He was like, now. fuck the system and everybody together. We do it, if we all fuck each other, the system can't fuck us, like, guys. Yeah. I, I, it's something like, like mathematicism or like Let's comes from his name. Let's get the system. <laughs> Wait, what? Like, uh, ma- uh, uh, Mar- what is it? Marquisism? No, mathematicism. No, mathematicism. Ma- uh, like, like, he's got a, like, a, like a, basically a fetish that's come off of his name itself. Like, Damn. He's a very interesting guy. Does that have to do with guy. chewing? Um, no. Like masticating? It, it's, Probably not. It's more of a dominating. <laughs> well, I think yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to go ahead and cut for a minute. We've got a few minutes for commercials that we've mm-hmm. got to do. And when we come back, Sean is going to, you're going to get see me with us, right? I'm going to no, continue on. Look me in my eyes. Getting, I have been are staring you, at your eyes. I Lauren right. is just helicoptering So his we're going to go get right steamy. Now. You guys go grab a cup of something. Bow. See you on the other side. Bow. Bow. Break. This podcast was brought to you by Fourth Corner, supporting independent entertainment, music, and no-pants parties in the Trinity County area since 2016. Mary and Antoinette's Exotic Sweetbread Bakery and Butcher Shop. We've been open on and off since Ma went to prison. Starting as a household necessity, we converted that into a business where we strive to serve some of the finest and most exotic meats that there are, including capybara, cassowary, hyena, and starfish. Also available, fresh baked breads hand-delivered daily between the hours of 3 and 5 from Ma's Prison Kitchen. Daily sweetbread specials include sea pig sweetbread, alligator sweetbread, albatross sweet sweetbread, and occasionally long pig. Located in the Whispering Pines Trailer Park Food Court, off of Highway 76, Bill Street, exit 47, left at the Texco, then a right, a half a mile past the Bill Morey Memorial Park, next to the bridge. If you hit the clam, you've gone too far. Brought to you by Toxic Positivity. We all have that friend who needs a hand every now and again. Sometimes we are that friend. When you're out at a burger place and you forget your wallet, it's nice to have somebody to offer help during that social situation. But we've all had someone take advantage of that kindness. Perhaps we've also had a friend who constantly needs that social grace. Introducing Friendship Debt Collectors! Friendship Debt Collectors offers a hand in getting reimbursed for your kindnesses. Are you irritated with your friends not being able to pay back your quid pro quo expectations? We're here to make sure that you get the money you're owed. Whether it's $2 or $22. The Friendship Debt Collectors are here to help you. For a small fee. We all know banana bread is fucking hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah, bro! 
It's been established as the best kind of bread and banana by the Bread and Banana Bureau. Bro. We thought that since banana bread, what we affectionately refer to as BB, is so important, we'd set up banana bread stands by bringing BB to your work. Oh, hell yeah. By bringing banana bread to better your busted break time, we're making sure that every customer gets to have a rad time. When you get paid not that much money for doing a whole lot of work, bro, call the Bananas and Berries Bros Bread Co. Okay. Bana bananas are berries. Why is it bananas and... Yeah, but, the, but there's like, it's like the company is called bro, Bananas like, and Berries like Bros. Like bread and wood company? No, like, but it's called it's the Bananas and Bros. Berries... I'm it's called the Bananas and Berries bro. Bros Bread Co. Bros. And I'm, I'm, just, bro. I'm just it's saying... Bros. I'm just saying... like uh, Bros! Stop the violence! Sorry. Sorry, dude. We can all agree... The banana bread at work is like, hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah, bro. The Bananas and Berries Bros Bread Co. And now, back to the Black Sheep and Bad Apples podcast. Alright, guys, and we are badumps getting back into it. You ready to get... Horny. Well, are you ready to make us horny, Shucks? I'm so um, horny. Well, how horny do you think our listeners are? Uh, so you know, horny. I think. Leave a comment about how horny you are. <laughs> All right. So the last part we talked about was kind of where I think pornography rooted from and really started getting popular was in the 1700s. Uh, literature. Yeah, with literature. There was really nothing else. There was, you know, nothing else going on besides being able to write a book, so... You think there was, like, a black market, like, like, a black, like an underground, like... There, so there was, and, uh, Do I was gonna... that porn fan? I was gonna mention that, um, there is, if I can find... Looking for that Where fanny. I wrote this real quick. Oh, oh Sean, stop showing oh, us that. Jeez. Well, he I just has it like, written on his naked body, so he has to like look around oh, to find the different parts. And, I really uh, wish you hadn't written your you script on your so stomach. Small. Oh, in London there was a <laughs> the very popular strip, which I'll get to a little bit later, um, called Hollywood Street, or Hollywell Street. Sorry, not Hollywood. Hollywell Street, and it's a long vanished London thoroughfare. Uh, swept away by the Aldwick, but it literally was like 50 bookstores and like a bunch of stuff. And the main way they made money on that avenue of bookstores and stuff was selling illicit pornographic material. Oh, hmm. like Hell under the table yeah. sales. They were like, Yo, what you got behind the counter? The best, and they were right? like, oh, well, imagine check this out, Menage a Trois. Yeah, imagine Ooh. like the, the straight from France. Imagine the American porn market in Japan. Well, so they have to they have to to blur the genitalia. Yeah, yeah, that's no. crazy. But but it like only when it's real... the only when they're touching, I think. I don't know the rules, but yeah. I don't know. Imagine yeah. that market wrong. of American porn. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. So, I do want to jump ahead that's a little weird. bit from the 1700s. It's like there's something wrong down there. Yeah. So, we're going to go up to 1826. So, now we're going to jump into the 1800s. Is when the world's first photograph was made in a camera. Was taken by a Joseph. Uh, You're welcome. Nicephor Nip. Nip. Nips. We got it. Nips. 
You need Nips. something like that, yeah. So his name is Joey Nips. Was Nips. <laughs> Joey, Joey Nips. Joey Nips. <laughs> hey, that, wasn't that your name in high school? Yeah, it was. In hey, you Jersey guys want to try taking pictures Jersey's of people in the corner? Nips. Do you guys want to try to help me out with my new picture camera? So and this is never it's like trust a painting, a but instantaneous. So right when the first photograph was ever made. Right after that, uh, by the time the Queen Victoria came to the throne in Great Britain in 19, or 1837, so 11 years later, there were more than 50 pornographic shops on Holywell, Holywell Street known as Booksellers Row in huh. London. God damn. And they were all looking for a uh, like an upskirt shirt, a uh, shot. I wonder if queen. they did it like those those uh, guns in like action movies, where they're like, "This is all the guns that I have." Like Men in Black, and he's like, "No, show me the actual guns." And <laughs> yeah. it, it, everything folds backwards, and there's like hidden doors like, in the corner. Goes rooms. and hits the clothes sign on the front. Yeah, you know? it's like, <laughs> yeah. All right, locks the door. Goes from one X to two X, yeah. and then you're like, "Well, show me the real stuff," and then it goes to three X's. Yeah. Or... You're like, "Oh, give me that." So go, go back to two. Go back to two. Pornography. <laughs> continued to flourish during the Victorian age in Britain and in the United States despite or perhaps because of the taboos on sexual topics that were uh, characteristic of the area, era. In 1839, Louis de Gure presented the first practical process <laughs> of, you, of photography to the French Academy of Sciences. So, since the first photograph, what, uh, 13 years later or something like that? That is super cool, too, because we often forget that just a, just, just a camera is a part of science. Yeah. Yeah. It's super weird. Unlike it earlier... Took so long to take a picture? Yeah, we mm. take it for granted. <laughs> unlike, right. unlike earlier photographic methods, his deguruotypes... You're probably saying that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's his name with O-types. Has a stunning quality and detail and did not fade with time. Artists adopted the new technology as new ways to depict the nude form, which is practiced for, uh, which in practice was the feminine form. So this was just 13 years later. Yeah. Jeez. This is when they Baker's started. Dozen. They started making photography. Uh, a practical process, but then it was used for depicting the feminine form for the science academy. Oh, so so what you're saying is they like science invented it and then they used it in their colleges because it yeah. was like it was basically the first like X-ray where they're like we could take a photo of this thing and now we have it and can do all so, these you yeah, know, but, but, but also we can analyze like, like, it. Thomas Edison's like like crazy roommate like was definitely like taking the camera and taking pictures of like like, yeah. like girls that would come over and stuff. Like, yeah. So in, there was a lot of amber, like this was like like published. Well, how do you pay for the like, this, how do you like, pay for real. the development process? Yeah. So well, this is where. In doing so, at least initially, they tried to follow the styles and traditions of the art form. Traditionally, the Academy uh, was a nude study done by a painter to master the female or male form. Each had to be registered with the French government and approved or they could not be sold. So nude photographs uh, were being registered as, a, as Academy and marked as aids to painters. However, the realism of a photograph as opposed to the idealism of a painting made many of these intrinsically erotic. Right. So now right. you're getting real representation instead of a painting representation, which changed the idea of painting a 
woman or male nude to yeah. taking a photo, which was just to help out so you didn't have to hire a model to sit there for a long time. You could have a picture to look at. Now it became, oh, but nobody is going to worry about how I look well, at this I'm picture. Well, I'm alone in my painting well, studio. And, and also, like, little paintbrush. And, it, and I guess it'd be, like, the difference between, like, masturbating to a photo of Riley Reed versus somebody's painting of Riley Reed. Yeah. Yeah, but like they have to hold that urine stream for they the, would. they would have to hold that urine stream for like what is it, fifteen thirty seconds before that picture is developed. So that know, was man. like that's wow. hard. The, some weird the de guerre <laughs> de guerre types yeah. were not without drawbacks. However, the main difficulty was that they could only be reproduced by photographing the original picture, since each image was an original. And the all-metal process does not use negatives. I didn't put a pause in there the right way, but... In addition, the earliest daguerreotypes had exposure... Just lean into that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had exposures, exposure times ranging from 3 to 15 minutes. Boom! Yeah. That's a long Making, making them long somewhat impractical for portraits. Right. So imagine some girl trying to sit there for three to fifteen minutes and make not it wink. move. Make and, it I wink. You, like, and I bet you not once did they think about mounting it to the ceiling and just having her lay there. That's, not fucking once. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, because then you can just lay there and stare at the fucking ceiling. Been in my. No. Yeah, yeah, never. Mind. Sam, what is in your room? So unlike oh, unlike ooh, earlier stuff, <laughs> unlike <laughs> earlier drawings, action could not be shown. The poses that the model struck had to be held very still for a long time. Because of this, the standard pornographic image shifted from one of two or more people engaged in sex acts to a solitary woman exposing her genitals. Nice. <gasps> so that, that creepy like close-up shot like started like, at the beginning. I'm picturing like <laughs> Wild Wild West or Wild Wild West. Why do I say the Will Smith? Movie? Oh, it was. Uh, yeah, I'm picturing yeah, the Wild Will, West though. And, Will and, Smith. And, yeah, and it's uh, these girls <laughs> in these salons that are just sitting there and just bored with their legs open, skirt up, and they're just like. <sighs> How long is this going to take? <laughs> another whiskey. <laughs> Can't yeah. even drink it. You have to sit there and not, not move. Can you imagine it? Like, hey, think I could get a photo of you? And it's not like a, oh, yeah, that would be kind of cool. It's like a No, it's like a, uh, a day. Of How long time. do I have to stand I here to looking? You sit here for 15 minutes with your legs open. Don't fucking move. Do not move. Or you're move. not going to get your or shot we're going to have to do it again. <laughs> and I cannot afford for us to do it more than three times. Well, and then there became those those little, like, I can't remember. It was like nickel uh, flapper girl things, kind of. <laughs> yeah, where you can go porn. and look at porno. And it was just, it was sitting like a, a, a mailbox on the middle of the street. Like a USPS mailbox. And you could just go up to it and start watching nudes. Imagine the guys that are like, you can't move. You're going to ruin my business. Because each one of these plates costs, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's like the first ver like version of those weird peep trucker shows. peep show. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. Movie joints and yeah. stuff. It's like spank closets. Yeah, like it yeah. was even creepier because like you think you're alone, but you're just out in public touching yourself, and everyone's in a line behind you. <laughs> <laughs> so since one of these pictures could cost a week's salary, what? The audience for these nudes mostly consisted of artists because they were the ones taking the photos, and the upper upper echelon of society. It was cheaper to hire a prostitute and experience these sex acts than it was to own a picture of them in 1840. 
That is amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Imagine so, how much OnlyFans, uh, like cam girls, would how much money they'd make now. That, wow. Yeah. But, um, if it, are if you it, adding it yeah. up? Or, like, Sam <laughs> stifled the boner. So you so could carry the two. <laughs> See, and this is where I kind of relate that though to the early, or like the ancient. Uh, portrayals of acts of sex and that is that it was for a higher echelon and stuff you didn't have the poor class trying to buy pottery with sex things on it so they could beat off at home they yeah, couldn't yeah. that wasn't even in their realm and yeah that, it was like a luxurious product yeah, yeah but if you was, have a pot with uh, pornographic stuff you spin it and you watch the porn happen in front of oh, you well and that's and why it's they made pottery photo, wheels it's, it's painted <laughs> but, on it in glaze and so it's also, like somebody who's like good at painting a stick figure glazed with stick what figure. well and if you can <laughs> if you can imagine though in 1840 it was cheaper to buy a prostitute and just have sex with her or him or whatever. Then it was to own a photo. Then it was to, to own a photo to masturbate to. So think about in ancient times. You think they're going to be trying to get a bunch of photos to be No, they're just no, going to call in the prostitutes go, and yeah, have sex. Well, and also I don't think the artists or the, the, the models in those photos made the money. It was a guy who sat there and took the photos. The guy who tapped. Yeah. Yeah, and I, he was—he had that big like black curtain around him, so he could just sit there and jerk off while he's taking the picture. But it was the same curtain he would open to show you his panels. His <laughs> panels. You want to buy some? Opens up his his uh, <laughs> trench coat. You want to buy some of these plates? I want to see yeah, pornographic. Like, like, what are those pictures where ladies. it's just like a uh, a really high like light on a white board, and then you get the shadow on it? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, like, there's got to like, be more graphic like that ones of those. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, those are really cool. So the changing screen. <laughs> so stereoscopy, and I'll get to what that means. Was invented in 1838 and became extremely popular for uh, the daguerreo types that I was mentioning earlier, Gyro. including the erotic images. This technology produced a type of three-dimensional view that suited erotic images quite well. Although thousands of erotic daguerreotypes were created, only around 800 are known to survive, which are probably worth a ton of money. Bunches and, and bunches and bunches so, and bunches. So, so like, those are still using the plates and not negatives? Yeah, those are with uh, metal plates that they used so, for. There was no negative, and there's only about 800 of the, what I say, thousands that were made back in the day. So that's really cool because it's one of those cases where we didn't burn all the books in Alexandria and we still have some examples of that. Yeah. You know? well, Which most are probably that, in museums. It wasn't and film. So. It was sil like silver plate. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. literally a metal then, plating that they were using. The silver plate's on glass. Like, it's like glass, yeah. like, fumed with silver. Some, like, you spread Yeah, I, I gotcha. I'm not, I don't really remember It's kind of like what, how it was, yeah. but... But this is sort of like that, but on a metal plate using metal instead yep. of whatever the other thing yeah, was. Yeah. Uh, so, and it was a butthole. However, their That's uniqueness what, what, and expense meant that they were once the toys of rich men. What were those called again? Which are the... The, 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 the ones that, are, uh, the, that have 850 left of them? Uh, 800, yeah. The, it's D-A-G-U-E-R-R-E-O-T-Y-P-E-S. Daguerre types. All right, I'm going to look that up. Continue, please. Uh, due to their rarity, the works can sell for more than 10000 It says G, GBP. Uh, gross, no. British pound. Yeah, I think the pound, yeah. 
1841, William Fox Talbot patented the calotype uh, process. Calo calotype process, the first negative positive process, mm -hmm. making possible multiple copies. Right. So before that, they couldn't really even copy a photo. There was really just like a photo. It took way right, too much you, to make. You, you made the photo directly on the thing that became yeah. the thing that's on the wall. Yeah. Instead of making a negative. Exactly. That you film, could then a film. Then negative. you could then right. process copies off. Right. So this invention permitted an almost limitless number of prints to be produced from right. a glass negative. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. This is all. On, they didn't have plastics yet. Yeah, so also the reduction in exposure time made a true mass market for pornographic pictures possible. The, now, now women or multiple people could get in a photo and snap a photo and take it instead of, you know, that's where they digressed to only having one, let's say, lady showing her genitals in a photo is because they had to stand there for three to 15 minutes. You don't want five people trying not to move in one scene. No, put one person well, in there. Well, how long does this, because it's still a silver, or it's still a, glass plate negative um but it's it's gonna be under a minute you know you know not for nothing i'm looking at some of these daguerreotypes which i'll pass around these are actually very gorgeous photos a lot of them are just i mean some of them on the page that i'm looking at um it's getty images 59 daguerreotypes um some of them i think are paintings but uh i'm gonna go ahead and pass these around and it's getty it's yeah, images it's, has been around forever so it's amazing they're, they're, they're fucking gorgeous pieces of art. So this technology, which was made in 1841, not even 20 years after the very first photo was even taken, the technology was immediately employed to reproduce nude prints. <laughs> like, immediately. They were like, oh, shit, now we can do it. Boom. And so just went this, We can do this, but faster? It, this is the start of, like, technology being on the forefront of this, pornography. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Paris soon became the center of this trade. Once again, France was just like, and that's ours. <laughs> we got them. And again, we may... Sh we, what would you laugh at? This one here where there's one chick combing another chick's bush. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and, and so, like, we can say what we want to about the French who were actually incredibly brave fighting. Um, but, like, you got to admire them for their fucking. You can say what you want to about their fighting, but they can fuck. So here was, uh, uh, in 1848, um, only 13 photography uh, studios existed in Paris. 1848? 13, yeah, in 1848. So uh, seven years after they made the first negative positive process, there became 13 photography studios in Paris. By 1860, there were over 400. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them profited, like I was telling you, the bookstore in that, because it's the same booksellers row now became like the the photography row yeah. you know they went from books to photography most of them profited by selling square. illicit pornography to the masses who could now afford it because now the common man can get pornography on a reasonable rate hey, and Jack. That, so they're like you like photos it's just you like photos <laughs> and not for nothing again those photos are a lot hotter than a lot of our modern standards of, of yeah. what it is to be a hot model. And then it became like a popular thing though too for Paris. Now kind of like when people go to Vegas because of tourist attractions like oh it's, somebody's like oh did you go to Vegas? You're like I went to Vegas. They're like dude 
Did you see an adult show? Did you see Did some? You? Yeah. Right. You know, like right. that was a thing. It was Movies. almost like a, oh, you went to Paris, the sexy what city. Like, and that, that, that must explain a lot of where like the whole like Europeans are free with their well, bodies thing comes along. These pictures that were... on the beach. These pictures were also <laughs> sold... Uh, For real. Sold, <laughs> free the nip. These pictures were also sold near train stations by traveling salesmen and women in the streets who hid them under their dresses. Hey. So now it was like a. Woo. Check out this photo. They were often produced in sets of, of four, eight, or twelve, and exported internationally, mainly to England and the United States. Where everybody's prudish. Both the models and the photographers were commonly from the working class, and the artistic model excuse was increasingly hard to use. Well, yeah. So by that time, you know, like the girls that were like, I'm just an artistic model. They're like, no, you take nudie photos. Yeah. No, like, it was more like the upper crust was like, these women aren't hot. I want to see smaller titties, bigger stomachs. Like, what the fuck is going on here? So these, these are normal people. Look at their clothes. So you know I how I was rich, saying. fat people. In France, <laughs> that they registered all these photos had to be registered and nice. approved by the government in France and that, and by the academy and stuff, because they were kind of part of the science and arts yeah. department and stuff. By 1855, so almost 30 years, like 29 years later, no more po uh, photographic nudes were being registered as academy, and the business had gone underground to escape process. Prosecution. Ah. Prostitution. Yeah, I heard yeah, you almost yeah. say that. <laughs> to, to escape prosecution. <laughs> so as soon as photos were made, less than 30 years later, they were like, yeah, fuck registering this shit. Like, that was stupid. We just want nude photos. Like, well, we're gonna, are you going to approve my nude photo? No, they're not going to approve it. Just go underground. And they're like, like, fuck the middleman. <laughs> and they're selling them in the streets like drugs. Hell yeah. It became OnlyFans. Yeah. So I bet a lot of people got busted for porn and drugs back in the day because they were like the original mm. OGs, you know what I mean? Drugs were totally fine. Oh, that's yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, Wait, remind me when we started having a problem with drugs? It was pretty it's far back, so right? So forever 50s, we've been using drugs. I think we covered no, that. No, no, when we started having a thing. problem with it. Oh, it, oh, like it, like legally? When was when no, drugs I'm, I'm, yeah, it's, become it's very recently. It's very recently. Right, yeah. The, I was trying to make a joke. The 20th century, really. It, uh, exactly it. Fentanyl. And <laughs> nudies, from what it sounds like. Yeah. So oh, the, yeah. So the Victorian nudies. pornographic tradition oh. in the UK had three main elements. French photographs, erotic prints sold in shops in How, uh, Hollywell Street. Uh, oh, Hollywell. And printed literature. The ability to reproduce photographs in bulk assisted the rise of the new business individual, the porn dealer. <laughs> now you could be yeah. a porn dealer. Yeah, what like do you that. do for a living? Oh, I'm a porn dealer. Uh, so I sell drugs. I do rock and roll. I'm into porn. Question. Whoa. Really sketch, bro. Larry Flint. Oh, damn. So, He's did a criminal. they call them porn dealers back then? I don't have what the... I'm just they assuming that was the, the street they name because they short. Well, they yeah, because it was called pornography. Well, and I know friend. around the same time that they had like brothels and stuff, and and I can't remember what their names were. Howlers, I think they were called, <laughs> and they, like they would employ like six to like twelve year old kids 
to stand outside of these these like prostitution houses and again i think they're called howlers or something like that and that they, they were literally just the kid that you see in like a 1930s boston he's like fucking newsy uh, uh yeah yeah exactly Christian like Bale newsy. and newsies uh, <laughs> you know, extra extra read all about it he is a new thing that's going on but they were doing that with like hey we got extra price like, these <laughs> prostitutes are real nice and this and we that got so, whores. I was, so I, we got whores. <laughs> so i was wondering if they, they weren't it, that progressive <laughs> yeah so i was wondering if they if they uh if there was like a term for it but obviously well and that's like the yeah, french yeah. coined the term pornographie mm-hmm. and that that's like and it was imported into the u.s we picked it up from france so a porn dealer you're still a dealer whatever the french word is for dealer but they're they like, like they they just shortened the, the main word into porn and so i would say it is like they were probably a porn dealer, porn dealer yeah. yeah yeah that's kind of uh, what i'm thinking too many of these dealers took advantage of the postal system to send out uh photographic uh, yeah. photographic uh, cards in the post office in plain <laughs> wrapping to their subscribers therefore oh <laughs> so they were the hey. Postal Service has been fucking up yeah. forever. Oh, yeah. No, they've, been on, they've been doing the right thing forever. Well, I mean, but they, they were just like, you got a package, rules. but don't. But no, they we'll still. We'll send it. They still wrapped it in plain I got paper, a package. Send it. Yeah, they, so they was just like sending drugs in the mail. They were like, yo, make it discreet, though. Don't let them notice there's something weird. Put from grandma on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, therefore. Look at the funeral home. Get the per- last person on there. Use that as a Ugh. name. Just do it. Therefore, the development of a reliable international postal system facilitated the beginnings of the pornograph- pornography trade. Victorian pornography postal had several post. defining characteristics. It reflected a very mechanistic, mechanistic, mechanistic? mechanistic view of the human anatomy and its functions. Science, the new obsession, was used to ostensibly study the human body. Consequently, the sexuality of the subject is often depersonalized and is without any passion or tenderness. At this time, it also became popular to depict nude photographs of women of erotic ethnicities under the umbrella of science. <laughs> Studies of this type can Pull be... out the colored girls! White people are racist. Studies of this type can be found in the work of Edward Muybridge. Although he photographed both men and women, the women were often given props like market baskets and fishing poles, making the images of women thinly disguised erotica. Parallel to the British printing history, photo, uh, photographers and printers in France frequently turned to the medium of postcards, producing great numbers of them. Such cards came to be known in the U.S. as French postcards. Because ah, they were literally postcard-sized. They were postcard-sized things you could mail on that, but sold as postcards, but it was the only way you could really kind of get well, away with making erotic content that they, you could sell out to the public. Right. And and it's that. easy to stuff an envelope and with then like five of these things. Considering and people are money. like, I just went to Paris, and what? they send back a postcard because it's the only place you're going to be able to buy nudes, like going to Amsterdam to buy weed in a shop. They're like, I went to Paris. Look, I bought a real I print of a one. nude woman. Look at what I bought, John, male. And the U.S. Postal – or not the U.S., but the international postal system was becoming – like a thing that was being where it was blossoming at the same time so nudes and the so what, what year is this at this time and porn was uh, funding it all porn and science 
Save this was humanity. like the 1840s. This was the 1840s? Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Jesus. Because ju- I'm, I'm just wondering... Or right, it's like, like a little bit 40s, after like... 40s uh, to 60s is pretty much where it was because that's where uh, in 55... No more photographic nudes were being registered as Academy work. Yeah, in that, so. and, and so I'm yeah I'm imagining this because I'm thinking about all the wars that were fought between like the 1850s <laughs> and like yeah. even still now to now, and we've got these the, like uh, you see in those those war movies where the guy takes his helmet off and and his helmet is like the photo of his wife, but then there's also like. The standard of most military dudes also having like nudies and that like playing cards girl. that have tits on them. Yeah, pinup girls and stuff like that. So I'm just that wondering. Pen when you USO hit the bottom, like, yeah, the USO yeah, girls. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so my curiosity was just kind of how this all like tied into it, like how the eras tied into it and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. I'm not sure on the the war. I was thinking that myself. I was like, oh man, I wonder what wartime era was happening or what the um, uh tourist economy was like at that time mm. as far as traveling goes and how Paris was as like a popular city to go to and France and all that type of stuff. Well, yeah, it's a very wealthy toured. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds yeah. like as, as the technology developed, so did the ability to now have these little nudies be put on uh, postcards. So like maybe, I would even maybe bump this up to like the 1870s, 80s, maybe even 1890s, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I know that in the, like the 1900s was when we started having like the parlors and well, no. even before this was when we had all the parlors, really. Um, but but it was kind of moving up towards like the transition between like parlors and those, you know, little coin machines that I was talking about earlier with the nudes in them. To now, there was like actual magazines and things were starting to be produced to like in the 1900s and stuff. So I, again, I'm just trying to figure out where exactly this is all fit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna jump. We mentioned in 1855 that um, they weren't registering. Civil war action going on. They weren't too. registering photos in France anymore. The nude photos and stuff. So everything more or less just open. Mm. Everybody said, "Fuck it, we got photos. We're taking them. We're selling them. We're Market making. Was we're marking them." Yeah. So the world's first law criminalizing pornography. <laughs> Here we go. Was the English English Obscene Pub. Publications Act in 1857, of course it was and acting at an urging, at the urging of the Society for the Suppression of Vice. So two <laughs> years later, the suppression <laughs> of vice. So two years after they were like, uh, we need to put a law on. So act the, like this shit's getting out of control. Yeah, this is two years after Daguerre starts doing his thing, right? Oh uh, no, well two years now. So the first photo was in 1826 by. And then all the nude photos had to be registered with the acad- as academy okay, work yeah, and yeah. stuff. By 1855, no longer were was anybody registering okay. them because the process of making photos became right. streamlined. It took 31 years for a lot of form. Yeah, so yeah. And we had a they, good run. And of course the British did it too. They're like, oh, I don't I want know. to see the working class. Yeah. So the act Patrick which... Up- Lords was up in up in arms about it. So the act which applied to the United Kingdom and Ireland made the sale of obscene material a statutory offense, giving the courts power to seize and destroy offending material. The American equivalent was the Comstock Act of 1873. So we... Took a little while to catch yeah, up. Yeah, we were like, I'll wait for a little bit. Which made it illegal, and this is the interesting part, which made it illegal to send to send any obscene, lewd, and or uh, lash, lascivious, uh, lascivious, lascivious materials mm. through the mail. Oh. So you could have them, 
You just couldn't like, mail them. They were you like, no, bring no, no. Them yourself somewhere by train. <laughs> you want to make your own photo and keep it to yourself, whatever. But don't be selling that shit. I like to like think truckers kept it alive. I like to think of like the character from Red Dead Redemption and carriages. I like to think of the character from like Red Dead Redemption, where he's just riding throughout the the Wild West. But I like to think of him as like just your like also like the the just your stereotypical. Yeah, just your stereotypical like John Wayne. But instead of like coming to town and bringing his guns and like saving people, he's coming to town with his porn. And the he's just porn got man's he's here. just got like a trench coat with booklets and all these booklets have like ten duplicates of it. And he comes to town and he's like, "Yeah, I want to see my wares come out to the brothel tonight. I'll show you what I got." Is yeah, that your yeah. best John Wayne? That's my best John Wayne. That was interesting. No, yeah, and it's just funny to think about the cowboy hero that was just a porn dealer. Yeah, I guess yeah. is the point that I'm trying to get to. So. The English Act did not apply to Scotland, where the common law continued to apply. However, neither the English nor the United States Act defined what was constituted as obscene, leaving this up for the courts to determine. Hmm. So there was a law made about it, but there was no definition of what obscene material was unless the court deemed it offensive. They had to do it and, in the court. Yeah, it had to be in Trick. the court. Before the English Act, the publication of obscene material was treated as a common law misdemeanor, and effectively prosecuting authors and publishers was difficult, even in cases where the material was clearly intended as pornography. <laughs> Although 19th century legislation eventually outlawed the publication, retail, and trafficking of certain writings and images regarding, uh, regarded as pornographic and would order the destruction of shop and warehouse stock meant for sale, the private possession of and viewing of some forms of pornography was not made an offense until the 20th century. So just imagine all these like um, prohibition era style, like busting open the the whiskey barrels, yeah. but yeah. they're going in and like taking out all the fucking like uh, all the porn and burning it. Yeah, and they're exactly. burning yeah. books. Yeah, right, right. Like, did you burn all the liquor? Just about all of it. Wink. Well, you know, and, I, like, and you don't think that they use that to be like, "Hey, the Kama Sutra." No, that's porn. Put it in the pile. Oh yeah, there was there was uh, definitely like racism yeah. involved uh, in it too. But but I also like you can clearly see the fucking progression. They were like, "No fucking porn," and then they were like, "No drinking," and then they were like, "Oh," uh, and also no drugs. And it's like they were just like, "Let's nix all the vices now." Like, yeah, exactly. well, we'll go at them decades away no, from each no other. No prostitution. No prostitution. Yeah, and like, kind of like Sharjah law. You guys have to have your own water fountain. Like, it's yeah, well, it's crazy like to see said, like this chain. Of we events. said when the English Obscene Publications Act in 1857 enacted, at the urging of the Society for the Suppression of Vice. That's the name of the. The, the suppression group. of vice, yeah. The right. society for the suppression of vice. Sounds there like was a, a group meant group to suppress that, uh, vices. That p, p word feller, what's his name? Uh, Shapiro. Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Sounds like a Ben Shapiro. It was it, probably, it's probably Reagan's wife's ancestors. Are like, you know what's really interesting <laughs> about like the the whole like the whole like Christian identity thing that we're seeing now is uh -oh. that Ooh. vaccines were invented in Britain. Two years before they got to, uh, or five years before they got to America, I believe. Two years before they got to America, Americans were anti-vaccine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, they just hated vaccines. They <laughs> thought it was against God's will and that God would smite people and that it wasn't up to you to decide when you were going to like live or die. And it's like, 
it, 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 the whole thing just it's so Christian dumb. science yeah. so dumb so historians have explored the role of pornography in social history <laughs> and the history of morality the Victorian attitude that pornography was for a select few can be seen in the wording of the Hicklin test which I didn't look into and I want to some more so maybe put that in the notes the Hickling test H-I-C-K-L-I-N uh, Test stemming from oh from the court case in 1868, where it asked whether quote whether the tendency of the matter charged as obscenity is to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influence end quote. Although wow. they were suppressed, depictions of erotic imagery were common throughout history. So. Yeah. Could you be... read that last quote to me again? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, stemming from the court case uh, wording of the Hicklin test stemming from the court case in 1868 where it asks quote whether and I'm I'm assuming this has got to be the judge that was presenting this questionable thing or something like that like some obscene obscenity chart yeah uh, where he brought this up and he goes whether that quote whether the tendency of the matter charged as obscenity is to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influence. Yeah, so it's the question, is, is it obscene if people are open and willing to receive that exactly. information? Exactly. Like well, it sounds like the corrupt? lawyer was arguing that. Yeah, it's like, okay, is, was this put out to corrupt people's minds who may be corrupted by this sort of material? And what like kind of brought up like a questionable thing, like, well, yeah, this is obscene, but what is obscenity? Yeah. What does that mean? Does that mean like, like we said, the the author of the book earlier, Fanny Hill, got <laughs> got arrested for corrupting, uh, corruption of the king's subjects. Yeah. Well, he kind of almost puts it in this way of like, well, are what the king's to are be? the king's subjects' minds open for such immoral influence? Because then that would be corrupting them, but. Are we trying to say that the subjects of the king are open to a moral influence? Well, and it also sounds like a way and of way of like demonizing up. them, being like these types of people, or maybe the early stages of well, it. Well, I almost types of people. I almost yeah. kind of took it though as a question of like how we say like uh, what's racist and what's not, and this and that. We're like, well, mm. you're charging this person for obscenity laws. What are you trying to get at by that? Are you trying to say that everybody is able to be corrupted? What are you trying to say people are like? Yeah. That's and that it, almost brings up a question is like, well, so if you look at porn, that means you're open to immoral influences? Is that what you're saying yeah. the general public is? Because now we have to define what I, that means. I was trying to look on the, the other side of all this. And to, to me, that, like, like uh, you look at like the ROTC. And like that to me is the other side. You're uh, like to me that's corrupting youth and starting young. And like, I feel like that would be the same type of argument. Mm -hmm. It would yeah, be yeah. the same thing. You're corrupting someone when they're too young to like know what they're actually talking. Which about. is very argumentable and stuff based on it's almost circumstance per circumstance or person per person, if you will, type of deal. Can you be brainwashed? Can you be brainwashed? Well, it's like. They're looking at pornography almost in the same way. Yeah. The answer is yes. Yeah. Anybody yeah, can be yeah. brainwashed. Well, anybody, anybody can be, be corrupted by something. Yeah. yeah. So, listeners, we need you to understand two things. One, anybody can be brainwashed, mm -hmm. and it is super easy. 
So always try to contradict your own opinions and thoughts. The second thing we want to let you guys know True. is that we're going to go to break. Bam, bam. We will see you guys on the other side. I hope you enjoy this porn song. I am super sexy. We're going to break. Thank you for listening to Black Sheep and Bad Apples. Word from our sponsors is coming up. The Flattern Foundation. Check out why Saturn is flat at theflatternfoundation.edu. The United Antifa Calamari Liberation Front. Visit us at uaclf.inc. Mechanics Anonymous. Fixing your bad habits since 1993. Come on down to the Whispering Pines Trailer Park Food Court, where you'll find... Wonton Pickup, available in quarter ton, half ton, wonton. Come pick up your wontons at Wonton Pickup. Or come visit me down here at Pick and Pulled Pork. Whether you need some carbs or a carburetor, we got it here at Pick and Pulled Pork. Or Sid's Seafood and Shake Shack in the driveway next to Dave's Place, Unit 347. Whispering Pines Trailer Park Food Court. Smack down on some delicious grub. Closed once a week for Monday Night Raw. Located off of Highway 76, Beale Street, exit 47. Left at the Texco, then a right, a half a mile past the Bill Murray Memorial Park next to the bridge. If you hit the clam, you've gone too far. The Left Hand Emporium. Come get your looms, brooms, and grooms, wrenches, benches, and wenches. Or get some ceiling fans, garbage cans, frying pans, and more. The Left-Handed Emporium. It's not quite right. It's what's left. Have you or a loved one been injured during a recreational activity? Then call me, Rex Rex at Rex Rex's recreational law firm. Are you the victim from golf or ball golf? I'll sue him. Did you hit yourself in the face while fishing? I'll sue you! Did you skin your knee at the Grand Canyon? I'll sue the federal government! Did your hands get wrinkly when you went surfing? I'll sue Mother Nature! Or was it a sunburn at the beach? I'll sue the sun, cause I'm Rex Rex of Rex Rex's recreational law firm! It's not just fun, it's the law! Thank you for listening to our fake sponsors. If you like what you've heard, like, subscribe, and share. It all helps. Now back to the show. We're back. We're back. We're back. <clears throat> Sorry. We're, uh, we're back. And shirtless now. And shirtless. Nobody also, it's a little sweaty in here. Um, but we're, 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 we got the AC on and we're trying to just... Honestly, Chill. I'm trying to stop being so excited so I don't blow my load before the end of trying this. Trying to Netflix and chill I am on just, this podcast. <laughs> I am fucking rock hard. I didn't know that history could make me so... It's erotic. Yeah. It's very erotic. Could, Sean, could you please tantalize me more? Oh, let's tantalize. Let's tantalize <laughs> the rest of the audience as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot they were listeners. I thought this was just a room we were in together. So we're going to jump ahead again here a little bit. Feel free to date, donate. <laughs> the first section we talked about literature and porn. The second section we talked about photography and porn. And more or less I do want to bring up, and I'll, I'll say it again later, that soon as mainstream uh, publishing became available, if you will, people could write novels and books. Immediately after that, people oh. were like, uh, what about sexy books? 
Right. <laughs> Porn me up. And yep. then the photograph was invented. The first, literally the first photo, not even too long after that, they're like, well, what about the nude photos? What, what if I take pictures Could of her tits? we see some bush? Do you want to yeah. see my dick? But in a photo. So, a pornographic film production. I would like to know what the first dick pic was. <laughs> so, pornographic film production commenced almost immediately after the invention of the motion picture in 1895. <laughs> right. We <laughs> haven't even hit the 1900s yet. We created a motion oh, picture because now that now we got nudie vids. We made a we made a photo, and less than a hundred years later, we just we figured out how to make a motion picture out of all those. Photos. One dude was like, "What if I took a bunch of photos really fast all at once and like they were naked chicks?" Off. Yeah. it was just him no, like, no, flipping yeah, through it to it. What, he yeah. didn't even figure it. He, he was snapping photos yeah. as fast as he could with his little trigger button on his <laughs> camera, just like go 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 go. Oh my god, it's so hot! It's I like, can imagine like the you know the old flash bulbs on <laughs> on cameras that like kind of pop. The guy there's like a guy changing the bulb and a guy pushing it, just boom, boom, boom. Do you remember the thing they used to have, which was like a little Blow bit of gunpowder? Yeah, that's like what I mean. Pan, like it's actually actual like flash pan. I think is what the they bulb were is like exploding and stuff. Like oh yeah, the guys like go. I like the idea that the one guy who was like, hey man, I've made moving pictures. He sat down with his friend and he was like, I think I fucking did it, guys. I, fuck, I nailed this thing. I fucking nailed it. And one of his friends was like, are you going to do it for boobs? <laughs> like, there's always that one dude that's like, so drunk. Been... he's like, you know what? Fuck your, fuck your script. I don't know. Your script is dumb. I'm sorry. It's just scripts. Well, scripts are so gay in this day. We're going to go see. I'm telling you, you know what you should do? The Bowery. Do tits. Hey, yeah. We're gonna pay. Do we're gonna pay on those girls <laughs> to, to, to dance around with their clothes on. No clothes. Thomas Edison's roommate we'll Jerry in like Jersey. <laughs> Gary. Right? Like, he's like, Gary. come on, man. Like, like it's cool. You took a picture of an apple. Look at boobs. Yeah. Look That's at, something we all want to look at. If you look can at boobs. boobs. Oh shit. So two of the earliest pioneers were Eugene Peru and Albert uh, Kirchner. Eugene Boobs Peru. Yeah. Jared Kirshner. Albert, yeah. yeah. Albert. Jared Kushner. Kushner. Yeah. Kirchner directed the, directed the earliest surviving pornographic film for Peru under the trade name The Air. L-E-A-L-E with a thing above it. A-R. Yeah. The 1896 the film, which I think is great, the motion picture was in, came out in 95. A year later, the film La Couture de la Mar Marie showed Luis Willy performing a striptease. So they were just like, like yeah. you said, Nudie immediately yeah, they were sure. like, yeah, what if we can get this chick to twirl around with a, you know, and take her clothes off? If she takes her clothes off, guys, we can make millions. Better. We'll be thousands. the first people. Who, I mean, it was like thousands. Yeah, back then. you guys, we'll still. be a thousands there. Yeah, <laughs> but back then that I was, was more money than anyone ever had oh, in yeah. one bundle. <laughs> that was like you know, like wait, what? We saw this Thousand? movie has boobs in it. We didn't even well, know movies existed. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Now like, we can see on, on we can see own, pictures it's, in it's motion. A spectacle. Yeah. Right. Just like the fact that you saw a picture of boobs. Now you've seen them actually moving. Do you think they understood the controversy of that at the time? Things were jiggling. 
I mean, they're just like everybody likes boobs. You think yeah, the camera guy one time just went over, went over, jerked off in front of it, and probably then like not. sent it to like a girl? Somewhere These are like... still like cowboy esque times, so <laughs> most people still were like packing pistols. Well, in the development process too, you think one photo takes a little bit. Well, now they're doing <laughs> a motion picture is multiple photos <laughs> being spliced and cut together, or a negative for that matter. So the development process is probably like, dude, do not fuck this film up. If you're gonna jerk oh, off, yeah. do it back there. Like I and it was use the uh, jerk shield. It was that whatever that shit was that was silver nitrate, right? So it was like hella flammable, too, right? Hell that's the yeah. film that they were using. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's why like everybody smoked back then. Is burning down like, around that, you. Uh, oh, and glorious bastards. Yeah. Where the the fucking movie theater owner like lights her pile. If you're, of film if you're on amateur porn, burns your barn down. Well, at that day, you probably had it coming. Like, just like, Tony walks in with a cigarette and ruins, like, everything. Like, no! Well, not to mention they had to have, I, I assume, dark rooms for these, too. So Tony walks in with a cigarette and ruins the film immediately because it's all been exposed to light now. And then it's like, hey, what are these trays for? And ashes his cigarette into woof. Yeah. And everything. Jesus Christ. And then that probably Fucking started. Tony. That Fucking probably Tony. started the educational system and, like, that's Fucking why. Man. Pornography is bad yeah. for you. See it'll, the devil caught their room You'll grow fur on your palms if you watch it, and it'll burn down your dad's barn. Yeah. That's why they left <laughs> the like, went to Hollywood. It'll, it'll like burn down thing. your dad's <laughs> barn. And, and they were like, all the gangsters, yeah, all the gangsters went into the movie business, so they all like moved to like L.A. and brought all the movie industry out there. Like they left Edison Studio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Peru's film. Inspired a genre of risque French films showing women disrobing, and other filmmakers realized profits could be made from such films. Ooh. So that first film There's where a girl did a striptease, a bunch of other filmmakers were like, oh shit, we can make money off of this shit. That was Selma Hayek. So, section- <laughs> <laughs> so sexually... That's the story of Selma Hayek. Jesus Christ. Sexually explicit films opened producers and distributors to prosecution. Such films were produced illicitly by amateurs starting in the 1920s, primarily in France and the United States. Processing the film was risky as, their, as was their distribution. Distribution was strictly private. In, uh, and this kind of jumps up ahead of ways. In 1969, Denmark became the first country to abolish censor- censorship, thereby decriminalizing pornography which led to an explosion in investment and the commercially produced pornography. So that's really interesting because American history is exactly the opposite. So in like the in like the sixties and seventies, there there became this like group of people who were who were more or less starting to band together as a group of like Christians, despite their denominations. They were starting to get together to eventually form what would later be the. Uh, the, the Christian identity movement, which is kind of this white supremacy thing that we see. And, uh, and so this all comes together really in the fact that there was this guy um, named Miller. I'm not sure of his first name, but essentially um, he was a porn producer of the time. And uh, when people decided that being a pornographer and, and creating pornography um, was obscene, they took him to court. And uh, after appeal, after appeal, after appeal, after appeal, they went all the way up to the Supreme Court. And so Miller versus California actually uh, was a case won by Miller um, that essentially made freedom of, of expression a thing. 
because what they were trying to do is they were trying to take um, Christian ideals and, and to define what obscenity was. And so this yeah, case yeah. took it all the way up to the Supreme Court. And essentially what the Supreme Court ruled was that each state gets to govern its own obscenity laws. And in that way, if you're creating a film or watching a, a certain type of film in that state, um, that, that becomes obscene or not obscene based upon your state's rules. Um, but that, what that also covered was essentially that, like, if you, ha say, had a Christian or a, a Satanist church and produced uh, Satanist pamphlets, not that they believe in Satan, that was obscene, and they could take that away from you as well. And so it really set this precedent of this freedom of, of expression that happened. And, and honestly, he's a fucking, like, for having championed that out for, I think, like, 12 years or something like that, it's a, a one of the most ex extreme forms of the government backing the freedom of expression and, and the, like the First Amendment right that we all have. And so it's really interesting that porn actually ties into all this kind of political stuff because it, it was this precedent setter that actually later ended up being known as, as the Miller Test. And so in, in each state, um, your pornography produced in that state has to pass through the Miller Test. And that is, is it, is it obscene to the contemporaries? Does it, it, does it block any bylaws? And so, so it really has to be aware of, of the community in which it's made. So, like, porn is made here in California, very liberal. If you were to try to make here. porn in Alabama as a producer, it would, I assume, be much harder. Any of those southern states are, have just much more strict rules. And So I don't mean to tangent away from what you yeah. were saying, Sean, but it is this very important part of American history that's very but like it, it it wasn't just about porn it was about like whether you could wear a bandana or whether you yeah, could yeah. not wear a, a cross and it was this whole christian identity movement that again i don't mean to take away from but no, it is no. very important and so there was a there was a huge kind of jump where it went from uh that film that i mentioned in 1896 a year after motion pictures were made uh the film la culture de la marie mm. and stuff sounds sexy in 1896, all the way up into pretty much 1969, <laughs> that there was just this like wide, vast array of amateur porn or amateurs making pornographic material. Yeah, you couldn't via, have a studio. Yeah, no, they they couldn't really do stuff. But also, um, being able to make a motion picture wasn't widely available. Uh, we've all seen. Well, maybe not all of us, but what's it? The Aviator, yeah. the guy that made the planes. Well, he also made motion pictures. Um, uh, Hugh, Howard Hughes, Howard Hughes, and yeah. stuff like that. He was not a, he was a wealthy person. Yeah. And what I get at by that is, for a long time in the early 1900s, there was it. You had to be a wealthy person to make films, and it was kind of a risky thing. So, getting yeah. into a risky subject of motion picture making and it already being risky to get in that endeavor was kind of hard and stuff like that for a while it really it took a bit before the development of motion picture making became a little bit more accessible yeah the like the buying the film was cheaper renting out the 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 film uh projectors was a little easier because now there was an established and kind just of the infrastructure te the technology for that yeah matter. and so you know things became cheaper easier to produce they knew how to do it better yeah and so gradually over time i imagine and that, yeah and that That's used why to organize crime took it over for a little bit well and think of this like the, uh what is that moore's law or um, has to do with like Megan's law. No, the advancement, <laughs> the advancement of technology, right? Um, and don't quote me on the Moore's law thing, but like 
technology advances on a on a gradient curve. So the yeah. more it advances, the faster it advances. And you know what? A hundred and uh thirty some thirty something years ago or twenty hundred and twenty four years ago, um was the first like por- pornographic movie. And today I could make my own pornographic movie with my cell phone. No, and that's and, 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 and while you, on the I, phone with your parents. Right. Well, like, and that's <laughs> Patreon. If you donate to that donate right to now. my Patreon, please. <laughs> And so I guess what I was getting yeah, at, that, the somewhere. history of porn, is so there is a big gap that I, I left in here of, like, the first film a year after motion pictures were made, like, actually made and stuff, showed a woman strip teasing. Now jump ahead a little over 70 years, and Denmark decriminalizes pornography, pretty much. Well, right. that's when the trend happened. It wasn't necessarily... The United States and how this relation of what is and who had availability, but it was the fact that like technology was advancing and at the same time laws changed because it used to be highly, highly illegal to have any pornographic material or anything you get prosecuted for it. But then Denmark said, eh, screw it. And the United States took a like, well, if Denmark said screw it, well, we're saying screw it. And that's where it kind of leads into the... Dominoes. That's wild that we follow... Is it the Flemish? Are the people in Denmark? Yes. Right? And, and, yeah. And, and they but, speak Flemish? I mean, that, that's been voted like the happiest place on earth for like the last... Well, listen, like, like, they call themselves the Flemish. Like, it just... It's so such a free spirited name for. It one feels like they go running anyway. in woods and wear like wear like Hogs little meadow, and... yeah, like like little meadow crowns, meadow crowns, you know, that are made from like the flowers like in the field. Flowers, and yeah. Just happy I think of and nobody and cares I know if it's German, you're naked or not. Yeah. Well, I I see the with pornography this? when it comes to a world's sake, <clears throat> asking for a friend. <laughs> that it's on, it's almost kind of like uh, the weed trend in the world, the marijuana trend, of. A lot of the world is waiting to see what the United States is going to do with decriminalizing marijuana. And when we do, the rest of the world is going to follow trend. So we kind of did that to a pornographic view where Don't we were like, that, we're know, like, somebody's well, going to do something. And Denmark was on the, like, the trend of that law for that, regardless of how involved they were with it. They were on the trend, trend of that. Center. And they right. set the trend, so we followed after that. Right. Well, with that... Um, Thank God for the Flemish. <laughs> Thank God for the Flemish. And Amsterdam, man. So, that's in a different country. And if you're at home thinking yeah, about how their name God. sounds like Flem, <laughs> I want you to just go fuck yourself. So in 69, Denmark became the first country to abolish censorship, which decriminalized pornography. However, it continued to be banned in other countries and had to be smuggled in, where it was sold under the counter or sometimes shown in members-only, quote, cinema clubs. Various groups, clubs. Yeah. yeah. Various groups within society have considered Ooh, depictions s- of secret societies too. A lot of secret them are just all about porn. <laughs> yeah. Various groups within society have considered depictions of a sexual nature immoral, addictive, and noxious, labeling them pornographic and attempting to have them suppressed under obscenity laws, censored or made illegal. Such grounds, and even the definition of pornography have differed in various historical, cultural, and national contexts. 
social attitudes towards the discussion and presentation of sexuality have become more tolerant in Western countries, and legal definitions of obscenity have become more limited. Beginning in 1969, the same year that Denmark decriminalized censorship and pornography was decriminalized, in 1969, Andy Warhol put out the movie Wait, Blue. Wait, what year? 69. Yeah, okay. Put out the movie, the movie called Blue Movie. The first adult erotic film depicting explicit sexual intercourse to receive wide theatrical release in the United States. Holy fuck. And so he was probably so shit. bland when he was talking about it. So literally, <laughs> Denmark... De- Andy Warhol. De- what a hat. And then Denmark abolished censorship in 69, and immediately Andy Warhol was like, we're getting people to fuck. And then four years later, Christians in America were like, uh, we really shouldn't uh, try to ban that. Damn and, it. And what, I do want to make a note about the Miller versus California to all, all our listeners. I don't know everything about that, so if you are curious about that, go and investigate more, because some of the details I, yeah, I was yeah. talking about, I could have gotten a little wrong. So that, that's what you find in the comments. So with that movie, <laughs> it was immediately it was followed by what they call the golden age of porn, which is 1969 to 1984. Yeah, in which the best that was right after that fucking that's how we got Sylvester Stallone. In which yeah, the golden age stallion, the golden age of porn. is considered the best quality pornographic films. Or I'm. The golden age of porn in which the best quality pornographic films became part of mainstream culture. So Hell now yeah. in mainstream culture, you could find high quality pornographic material and it you, lasted for a year. It wasn't like something that was hard. It was underneath the whatever. No, it was out there. You could walk well, you into the sex to, shop. You could just go to walk right up to the porn Times Square and walk in and see a movie. Is you this where you get up. like Nugget magazine? Love a good nugget. So the <laughs> oh, I did find out. I I found the trucker thing you were porn. For. Okay, uh, the film was a seminal film in the golden age of porn, <laughs> and according to Warhol, a major influence in the making of Last Tango in Paris, an internationally controversial erotic drama film starring. Marlon Brando, <laughs> and released a few years after Blue Movie was made. God damn! So they're so, just getting graphic oh yeah, with it. Right, like Denmark abolished censorship. Andy Warhol took what, hold of it, and Marlon Brando was like, "Yo, what about me? I got a nice dick." Yeah, Denmark. What year did Denmark abolish? Sixty-nine. Sixty-nine. It's hard to think of Brando not as a what is it? Um. Uh, Island of Dr. Moreau. Like, <laughs> or, or, um, Apocalypse or Now? You know, Are you shitting? And it's it, and it's interesting. So, so you asked. I had Sam. I had Sam look up when uh, Playboy was created because I'm curious on the date as how this aligns up so with what the, we the talked first, about. The first issue of Playboy was published December 1953. Ooh. So, so well, so it was a magazine. Yeah, but it was still, uh, you know, it had some. For sure, here's an here's a here's an issue for sale on eBay for twenty five hundred dollars plus four ninety nine shipping. Like, <laughs> Pretty fuck cool, you, asshole. So Pretty cool. what so I was fucking twenty five and call it good. So that makes it interesting. You said fifty three is when Playboy came out. So literature. And, and this looks like yeah, first issue Marilyn Monroe. So it took them 
some years and what I, I guess I imagine is I wonder when uh, this might be a side thing I wonder when Playboy came out with their first video not magazine and that and if it was in the golden age of porn and how that related because Playboy started a little bit before uh, the magazine apparently uh, started a little bit before the golden age of porn and got into these censorship things a little bit before Denmark really abolished it but then Andy Warhol took really took the lead on uh, motion picture when it comes well, to pornography. I, I would say that that probably comes from like the whole uh, flapper girl, like the, uh, the, the models that the, uh, the soldiers took with them overseas and stuff like that. What that really came from was like, we already had these gorgeous women wearing like barely any clothes. And what we were doing was we were distribu distributing them to the, the men who, you know, had big muscles and anchors on their fucking biceps as tattoos, you know? And, and so... Um, what that kind of graduated into was like it's a classy thing for gentlemen to do this kind of thing because uh, you, you know it's a, it's a it's a masculine thing. It's not necessarily a, a a grotesque thing. And so like naked models became kind of further and further. And so I would say that that probably is where Playboy really got to get away with what they were doing because they weren't doing dick in pussy pornography, yeah, 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 but they yeah. were doing nude modeling, which and which I think was the distinguishing... Soft, distingu you yeah, brought yeah, up the yeah, thing, and when did Hustler come out? Because Hustler was the uh, alternative to Playboy. Yeah. Hustler well, was and, the dirty version where they got into it. Well, and, and further further on my like, point, just like a little bit more, uh, I know that I know that Playboy tried to really have articles and like jokes oh. and stuff like that inside the content, so it wasn't strictly pornographic in regards to like they, the terms back then. So well, they played the article also, thing Hustler like literature. Is the with, only place that published um, the Unabomber's manifesto. Oh, Jesus Christ! I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was on the front line of a lot of different things. Like, other so than yeah, if you can real quick, when did Hustler come out? Seventy four. I looked oh, it up. Oh, seventy four. Yeah, okay, right. so all well, that right in the golden age. So. Yeah. So right. you remember the movie Taxi Driver? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Do you remember the scene where he takes the chick on a date to the movies and he brings her to like a, a like a nudie movie, <laughs> and they yeah. show, or pornographic movie, yeah. and they show some of the footage of the thing. And and to me, I always thought, well, this is like a like a weird little bit of like like saved history because it wouldn't make sense. They would they would just they were just using one of these movies, you know? Yeah. What I mean, they didn't make a second movie to to show in. They were using this something movie, that was you know already I mean? showing. Right. Yeah. Right, exactly. And it was really kind of like it was nothing like porn today. It was like weirdly. Uh, artsy gentle nah but artsy wait uh, the 70s black and white no i'm just like quote on we got nobody can see my air quotes but like artsy okay. it wasn't just like people fucking there was like all this meta to it there was a little bit of a scene insinuating to it stuff. Yeah, like yeah. stuff mm -hmm. without i see you know like whatever yeah Cream so, pies and bondage. I do want to. Yeah. I do want to jump forward again because I'm sure we could go off on the golden age of porn and cream pies and bondage. Which <laughs> I highly recommend that anybody listening look up uh, things of the golden age of porn and maybe comment with some relevant uh, main. What's your favorite John Holmes scene? Well, yeah, but, <laughs> but also like if you exclude showers, you'll get a lot better results yeah, when yeah. you do that. But relevant uh, historical. <laughs> Uh, subject matter that came in during the golden age of porn which was 1969 to 1984 but i do want to jump ahead again we're going to do this 19th century went quick what to a degree <clears throat> interesting 
Uh, I want to take note that the golden age of porn was from 1969 to 1984. In 1983, so we're going to jump up to yeah, the yeah. end of the golden age of porn. In 1983, Sony released the first c- consumer camcorder. Oh, the beta oh, movie shit. BMC 100P. Used a Betamax cassette and re- rested on the operator's shoulder. Due to a design not permitted... Uh, due to a design not permitting a single-hand grip. That year, JVC released the first VHSC camcorder. Jesus Christ. This was 83? They saw so much creepy uh, Yeah, stuff, in 83. Right? Yeah. That explains the... So, right a year before what they consider the golden age of porn, the consumer was able to buy their own camcorder. Film production before that was not available for the general average amateur that just wants to film their daily life or do whatever and stuff. You took a picture mm-hmm. at that point if you could via whatever camera you had and had to develop and do the process this with photo the, stores. This, like the thing at the end of Boogie Nights is that like video technology's gotten so good. I mean, the first camcorder was eight mil. It no, wasn't. The thing at the end of it was Boogie Nights film. is just, yeah, yeah, but the, and, and like, the quality can, was really good. The consumer speaking to like the first videographer. He's but talking you, about the, the but first you still had publicly to send, manufactured one. You still had right. to no. Well, yeah. you still eight mil came out definitely a while before that, but that was still like film, and any eight mil you had to send in for development. Yeah, which made it a lot harder. Like you weren't necessarily going to waste money, which it wasn't cheap. You had to get a hold of like a like, California university. Like or now something you can go like to Target, you to can develop buy a your eight millimeter film, and, and a if. Bunch of tapes. If you got to de- if you're trying to develop pornographic film, you're gonna get some shit for that. It was a law I do know quite for quite some time into these earlier generations that you couldn't actually have any film if you took it to a film uh, development processing center or whatever yep. like a, a place that you could have if it showed anything of inner uh, per- penetration, it immediately got destroyed or set aside and the authorities called. And this was. When I was in high school, I was like, what's the laws on that? And they're like, yeah, we see boobs all the time. But if there's anything with any penetration, we immediately call authorities and this gets gets taken. And so 8-mil film, same thing. If you show penetration and you send it to a development place, well, they have to report that shit. That's what, and like, a true a amateur's ca- uh, yeah. camera is that Polaroid camera. That, that yeah, first, yeah. like, you, right. you take the picture, right. you get Now it it's, right like, there. in your now hands. when you find some weird shit at your it's, great aunt's yeah. house, it's, it's on a Polaroid. Polaroid. Yeah. You guys have to stop, because I'm getting so fucking turned huh. on. Yeah, man. Ridiculous. So My aunt. <laughs> so I also want to put in, so that the camcorder, like a Polaroid, if you will, it was almost a video camera Polaroid. That's film that you can make, take, and keep at home, your house. and yeah. nobody had to see it except for whoever you wanted to. Well, in 84, AVN sponsored the Adult Video News, is what AVN stands for, oh, Adult Video News, going. sponsored the first AVN award ceremony in, Febu- in February of 1984. <laughs> a year <laughs> after the camcorder <laughs> was released to the public, <laughs> yeah. the so Adult now, Video News was like, we need to start so making awards. So now just awards. any horny person could go into a, actually it might have been a Radio Shack, and just <laughs> buy the tapes and buy the camera and take it home. You know, maybe 200 bucks. <laughs> the awards ceremony Mary occurs... Flint did that. Occurs in early January during the AVN Adult Entertainment Expo in Las Vegas, Nevada. The AVN Awards are film uh, are film awards sponsored and presented by the 
American Adult Video Industry, Trade Magazine, AVN, Adult Video News, to recognize achievement in various aspects of the creation and marketing of American pornographic movies. They are often called the Oscars of porn. And the yeah. award for best blowjob goes to... Yeah. Yes, and it's awesome, man. Uh, well, that just sounds so I, good. I watched a video not too long ago of uh, China getting uh, like uh, best uh, from mainstream to porn. So blah, blah, blah. I, I looked up the categories, <laughs> and there are uh, the awards are divided into over 100 categories, some of which are analogous to industry... Awards offered in other film and video genres and others that are specific to pornographic slash erotic film and video. So some of them are really just best actor, best male right. actor, best right. female right. actor. Some are best, best foreign. Some are like best are, foreign feature, best foreign uh, export. You know, type right. of deal. There's a bunch of Most actual things that are just load. just have to do Jeez. with with. Uh, <laughs> like the film sale and how it did in the category. But then it's like best threesome, <laughs> best dog. best four people, best right, you know right, like right, so right, on right. and so forth down the deal. Yeah, the best, best orgy, best orgy, best blowjob goes but, to but, you know yeah, like, like but they have like real cool like interesting ones like to. mainstream to porn um like transition. Well, so and, like an actress that is like a mainstream actress deciding to do porn like that's its own category and like. Oh, I didn't know that. That's what China got. I, I, I think it's really interesting too because now the like, sorry to skip ahead a little bit, oh, but yeah. now there there's like a, there's like women who do porn like, and that's that. I think that's a porn website it's or something a, like that. And what it is is it's like these women who are out there being their own producers. They're hiring their fucking camera guys. They're oh, hiring yeah, yeah. directors. That's a real and, interesting. Yeah, and, and so like so it's really interesting to see how like some people argue about feminism, but it's really fucking cool to see that. All these ladies are out there fucking being their own boss, making their own money, and they are—they could not give a fuck less if you do or don't like them as a person, because um, you're gonna pay them to watch them do whatever you know, they do. Oh yeah, who was saying like there was some some naughty like naughty like a cam cam girl cam person whatever made some like twenty million fucking. Dollars. Oh no, yeah, but like that was a uh, she was like an actress that decided during the quarantine to like do an only fans and then like she made like a bunch of and it, the, it was a big thing of like her taking money from a lot of like people that that was their fr uh, like only way of making money like so she and but she didn't even like do anything sexual she it was just her like with her tits out or something it, it was like a kind of they I changed the all the rules of so, only fans so in a video that on Pornhub called me it said Literally, it, me literally microwaving a burrito, and I was like, I have to click on this, and it was just a burrito being microwaved for a minute and yeah. twenty fucking seconds. Which we brought up, it? and it, dude, it had like twenty thousand fucking views. Like, which we brought up did was you like monetize. What is porn and all this type of stuff, and that's where it leads into this. I going from the camcorder was introduced to now we have porn awards. Which now for we have VR I do I do want to bring up mm. and I'll probably state it again that uh, now any amateur can be a Hollywood producer because the technology is available in your hands. So I mean, you were only able to get porn by people with a lot more money than you that could afford to even make film. To now you can make porn and possibly be the deal, which led into. Less than 10 years later, after the 
Porn Awards were created. <laughs> August God. 6, 1991, oh the World Wide Web went live to the world. God damn it. I didn't. Oh, that's very <laughs> I knew this was going to happen before the web. www.humansin.everything. So now, and this is something I wanted to throw in there was, like I said, now any amateur that can buy a camcorder publicly available for not too much money can start making their own Hollywood production, if you will, that gets awards on TV that you've heard of to you now having a platform because amateurs don't know how to put out a movie. Now, when the internet came out in 91, everybody's got a platform to put their movie on. Now everybody's got a place they can submit it and see where it goes. Right. So my last little bit I'll add here is, so the golden age of porn went until... The consumer camcorder went public, and anyone and everyone could film their own pornography. At the same time, an award ceremony started, and that made it seem like a huge film industry thing. Everyone thought, everyone thought they could be the next big director and bought a camcorder. Well, well they couldn't make movies, so they tried pornography. <laughs> this happened for a little less than 10 years, and then the internet came out. And immediately, that last 10 years of personal filming went to the world. Everyone who thought they could do pornography but could, wow. couldn't get it out now had a platform to publish it. It seems to me that as soon as mainstream literature happened, we said, what about sex? Then the <laughs> camera was invented, and we said, what, what about, about sex? sex? <laughs> then the movie picture was invented, and we said... What about Good sex? Until like, the, the fuck away. Until the camcorder was a public use and the internet became available and we said, hell yeah, what about sex? Would you like to see my sex? Yeah, yeah. for sure. And, and it's, it's, it's very interesting because the internet has become so much like interpersonal now too with the, like social media and stuff like that and to, to where it's like, it's kind of cute to actually watch, watch, watch porn. With some people where you just yeah. like, oh, they're, they're, amateur they're porn has is. come all the way around now yeah. to being like kind of the more mainstream stuff. Not the best oh, body, yeah. well, not the, but I'm, I'm digging it. And, it. and it begs the question like, well, where does it go from here? Because like, so we had video, just regular video. Now, now we've got virtual reality porn where you, you can literally put on your VR headset and turn on a Pornhub video. It's a yeah. VR video, what? and now when you turn your head, you're look, you can look you can look over at the wall. You don't even got to look at what's going on, because the guy's got a 360 camera on and his I've, head. I've seen these addendums uh, to that where, where they, they have like this this like uh, pocket pussy device that they put on, and so they'll just lay there and like look around and watch. So, the, right, like one of them's right. got like so, the headband but, like cameras that go all the way around, so you become the guy. Right, and then, like, right, yeah, yeah. Right, uh, point and of view weird. or yeah. PO, POV porn right. or something point, like that. Point of view, porn of view, porn uh, of view. point <laughs> of view, but also 360 Idiot. virtual reality. So like you you are deciding what part of the screen or the environment you're even looking at, and if. If that's where we're at now, then like obviously the next step is something more. Like you were bringing up, like having like a a thing you attach to your body to physically stimulate yourself. Well, and and obviously at some point, like just jump far into the future. Now we've got like the Star Trek Hollow Deck, where you've got a <laughs> physical hologram that you can interact with. When does it stop being porn, and, and when is it just electronic masturbation? So. This has been a great episode. What I do want to <laughs> what I do want to leave tonight with is that like 
Um, it sounds like we could do a cross episode between our technology episode and porn episode because it's mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, the whole world is is changing as we know due to technology and and there's a lot of shit that's going to change in the next ten years while we're alive and so it's it's really interesting to see where things are going. There's even like these little how- dick robots that pound into people. You know, there's there's these Those body pussies that you can get. Japanese uh, like. Sperm donation machine thing, that, yeah, yeah, like for people who are too silicone nervous to masturbate. And we've got these cup, silicone right? bodies, and we got all this different stuff, and and so like honestly, we're gonna have to cover the all technology of porn in another episode. Yeah, but what sure. I do want to end on on with is that I finally blew my load, guys, and I don't think any of you guys noticed. So I'm really proud of my. Do you see the stain? No, we have a table not, around us. It, like, yeah, that's not, what I not love super about proud this. Of it, I've been jerking off since episode. It is, it is where 13? we're going to be ending tonight's episode. I want to thank Sean for just <laughs> the steamiest episode <laughs> yeah. I think we've ever done. That's thank you for having thank me as host. Yeah, thank you for uh, for for producing the sound and everything. Uh, if Joe and Daisy, Joe Joe Daisy and Joe Sam and could just calm down, Joe, thank you for being here and and just contributing your always there, red eyes and still. There is one like quick little thing that I don't think you have a question. <laughs> no, no, we're, we we got to close it out. We're getting we're getting time for it. Let's let's write it down. It'll all be right, on our next right. episode. It'll work in the technology episode. Mr. Sam. What up? So horny now. Yeah, yeah, you're doing yeah, Real pretty rock hard. turned on. I yeah, it's a it's been a sexy episode. I want to thank all you guys at home listening. I this hope that It's been a really fun episode, Sean. I, yeah, yeah, thank you, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope you guys at home have enjoyed it. Uh, honestly, I think we've Leave have all had fun doing this. Yeah, comment on this shit. Um Tomorrow, or not tomorrow, rather, the next episode <laughs> will uh, will be the end of what we're doing as uh, a little series break. And so next week we're going to be covering, I don't know if you guys remember them, but America's Frontline Doctors. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Demon sperm. Uh, weird, All I can picture weird, is sexy nurses. Weird Wait, medical front, Frontline doctors and demon sperm? Yeah, well, the, the, they, they call them. They, so, so, so they're a bu- they're a bunch of like pseudo libertarians, and they they oh. uh, they did this press conference about a month ago that I really wanted to cover, but we started the the co-host takeover, and so uh, so yeah, next week we're gonna have a, be having a little bit of fun she with talked kind at the of Republican convention, laughing at yeah, she did young yeah. Republicans. So next week is gonna our uh, next episode is gonna be our season finale. It's gonna be the session. finale. We're gonna take I you know it could be a month break. We're not really sure. No, it's not going to be a year. Um, but also, next episode is going to be our 9-11 episode. That means our one-year one year episode. Hey. So there's finally so. something that we can remember about that day. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, come and join us next week when we, I just assume, are as ridiculous and weird as we already are. Thank you guys at home for listening. I've been your host, Lauren O'Brien. Or rather, co-host. Sorry, Sean. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been Black Sheep and Bad Apples. We'll see you guys later. Bang. <laughs>